Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Sam Whitworth. I play Davis Bloom, a.k.a. Doomsday on Smallville, and you are listening to the Always Hold On to Smallville podcast. Welcome to Always Long to Smallville. In this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of the Young Superman show. They ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Morton. I'm joined by two guests with me this time from Always. Hold on to Arrow. Lance Laster. What's up, Lance? What's up? And a loyal patron and member of the level 33.1 level of the podcast, Jason Skipper. What's up, Jason? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. So, Jason, it's your first time on a episode proper, uh, episode of the show. Tell us a little bit about your Smallville and Superman fandom. So, growing up as a kid in the 80s, of course, Superman was big. I used to watch the Super Friends, and of course, you had all the movies with Christopher Reeve. And then, as it progressed, um, I moved to Tampa, Florida, just graduated college. And I didn't, I knew no one. So a lot of my friends were watching Smallville and had just finished watching the first season. So I go home to visit them. And when I get there, they're all getting hyped up for the second season to start. So I was like, okay, I've, I remember, you know, being a Superman fan. I remember, you know, the story of Clark, you know, growing up in Smallville, then he leaves. They're like, no, 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 it's a little bit more in depth than that. So they made me watch the last episode of the first season. And left it's me with a good episode. It's it good. was a it's good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Left me with a cliffhanger. And they said, okay, when you go home next week, this will be on on Tuesday night. So you need to watch. And I'm like, okay. The week goes by. And I knew all my friends were watching at the same time I was. So we all cut our phones off. So none of us could distract each other. We watched Smart. the episode 100%. Then afterwards, we had a big group chat about it, and everybody was just pinging off of each other. Since then, I have not missed an episode. 
and I've been hooked ever since. And if you can notice a lot of stuff, which a lot of people that's listening to this, they can't see, but behind me is a collection <laughs> of Superman and Smallville memorabilia from over the years. So anybody that knows me has always, thank you. They've given me gifts for like Christmas, birthdays, anything Superman they see, they, they're always like, hey, I held on to this for you. Or I understand. And I've just <laughs> had this collection over the years and it's just growing and growing. So uh, are, are, are those the Smallville novels? What are those? Yes, that's actually all of them. <laughs> I do have them and I have read them. All right. Well, you will be back on an episode where we talk about those for sure. So. I would love to. Thank you for sure. I can't wait. Well, that's cool. But no, that's an impressive collection back there. Some, some Smallville, some Superman yeah. stuff in there. So is, is Smallville your favorite iteration of Superman? Yes. I, I mean, I love Henry Cavill and the Man of Steel. I think that that really, now that Smallville has left the screen, and of course we can all watch it, which I find myself gravitating to my favorite episodes, you know, mm -hmm. when You're not regular TV goes, <laughs> really goes boring. But uh, I do love this new Man of Steel. Henry Cavill has definitely captured it. And I love the fact that he just decided to sign back on and do another movie. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm excited. I, uh, I, I want to see more what he can do with uh, with the character. You know, I, I, obviously more of the Clark Kent stuff. I would love to see more of that. So I have no idea what it, what shape it's going to take form uh, of him coming back, be it in Black Adam 2 or Shazam 3 or Man of Steel 2, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, get to see Superman on the big screen again, which we haven't seen in a while. Uh, I saw him on HBO Max a couple years ago, but <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> not so much. So that looks exciting, man. We are in season eight now of Smallville, right? The, the Metropolis years, right? So we had we were in Metropolis years. We had your high school dropout years, which I call season five through seven. And then you had your Smallville, you know, high school years. Do you have a favorite era of the show? My era, I think I liked was season six for me. There was a lot of promising episodes in there that I really enjoyed. And then, the, of course, there were some duds in there. But um, I think that that's when everything started to expand from leaving high school and leaving the actual town of Smallville behind and moving forward towards Metropolis, starting to get to where you're at right now. I mean, with this season, the one thing I like is they're, they've broken away from Lana. So there's no more Lana talk, which I Big like. Big plus. Big plus. <laughs> and they're kind of... For now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now you don't have Lex lingering over Clark's shoulder all the time. It's not the no, Lex he's, and Clark he's just back and forth. He's just sending anonymous emails to test maybe and yeah. <laughs> until they figure out what to do with it. But yeah, no, it's, it's season eight, a kind of a soft reboot of the show. Right. So, you yeah. know, uh, you watched it live, uh, you know, after season one, you, you didn't miss an episode, as you said. So when you get to season eight, right, mm -hmm. were you skeptical? Were you like, what am I, Alex and Lana, who have been two pillars of the show gone? Like, were you, what, what were your expectations going in and, and, and where are they, at, you know, at this point now so far in this season? So my expectation, I mean, I knew that it was going to evolve. I mean, it had to. I mean, I, I didn't think that you would lose Lex so early. Well, not really early, but I mean, in season eight, I thought he would be through the continuation of the show. But from what I remember, almost every season after season five, they weren't certain if they were going to have another series or another season. So they just kept putting out a new story, a new storyline. 
And I think that with this one, as we start to gravitate to the main villain of this season, which we're getting there, it opened up more. And I like that they're starting to tap into some of the storylines, the mythology, finally, and him being in Metropolis. Huge episode for that as well. As well. Oh, we're talking about Prey, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> you read the title. You know where we are in the podcast. <laughs> Mentioning there were some duds in there. I saw a tweet the other day. And uh, I, I liked it. I think I know what you're talking about because I liked it too. I got a shout out to at VK underscore HM for this tweet. Kids today watch good TV with great episodes, but truly great TV is 200 episodes and 40 of them are the worst things you've ever seen. And if that doesn't describe <laughs> <Yeah>. Smallville, <laughs> I don't know what it does. Absolutely. So I, I saw it in some... Uh, uh, Star Trek circles. This is where I was circulating through people that I know on Twitter. I'm like, mm. ah, I think that applies to Smallville than anything else because yeah. yeah, this is some of the worst things you've ever seen. But fortunately, this is not one of those episodes. Absolutely. Uh, thinking back on it, uh, season eight, I you know I was one of these skeptical people. Like I don't know, man. Like don't Lex? He's like the best part of the show. No Lionel. People don't really. I mean, people like, oh yeah, Lionel Lex left. You forget they like, killed Lionel. He's gone too. <laughs> so like your mm-hmm. your heavy hitters, you know. Feelings about Lana, people, they're all over the board, right? Mine are as well, you know, but like Lex and Lionel are undisputedly like two of the strongest parts of the show and to lose Michael Rosenbaum and John Glover and Kristen Kruick as your female lead. It's like, well, what are we doing, right? Can we just wrap this up? What are we even there? But I, I, this episode, I think, was the turning point where I was like, I was liking season eight, but I'm like, yes, like, I like what you're doing here. You, you've officially turned the page. You're showing us things we wanted to see. Like you said, Jason, like he's in Metropolis. He's doing stuff. And I remember, you know, sitting back watching this at the time, I was like, man, season eight's so good. Like this, yeah. this is going to be the best season yet. We both said that. And for a few more episodes, you know, it is. But, yep. but you know, let's, let's enjoy where we are now because I think this is a real pivotal episode for a lot of reasons. I mean, this is where we kind of really dive into Davis's, you know, what he's up to because he's been this kind of shadowy guy trying to get out of the friend zone with Chloe for a few episodes. He tries the DTR. Bam, we got, oh, there's some awkwardness here. Yeah. Uh, look forward to talking about that. But, you know, also, what's Marshall Manor been up to? Right. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, since he flew into the sun and lost his powers. Now, I do like Odyssey, but that makes no sense. <laughs> if the sun took away his powers, how do they get back to Earth? Yeah. But anyway, that, that, kind of establishing what Clark's up to and, and whatnot. I think this is a big episode for that. So, uh, excited to, to get into it. Let's get into it. Pray. This darkness inside me, fighting to get out. All victims died the same way, and their bones were crushed. Davis, what did you do? Like there's something out there. Whatever it is, it can kill you. Smallville, all new this Thursday at 8, 7 central. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Prey is the sixth episode of Smallville's eighth season. It aired on. October 23rd, 2008, presented by Kelly Sounders and Brian Peterson and directed by Michael Roll. So what we're doing here in Season 8 is we're doing a little game called The Ratings Watch. I want to ask you guys, what do you think the ratings were for this episode? Now, just for some context, the season premiere Odyssey, 4.34 million viewers. And we are now in the sixth episode. So, Jason, wager a guess. What do you think the ratings were for Prey? I'd say 3.2. 3.2, all right. What do you got, Lance? Mm, 4.1. 4.1, all right. 4.15. Wow. Lance wins. No. <laughs> so this is, sometimes there's only one other guest. So it's not really, and I have the answers, so it's not really a competition. Holding steady over four. That shows you the quality of the first half of season eight. So. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that uh, it is slightly lower than the last episode, Committed, which is also a really strong episode in the first half. Uh, Committed was 4.18. So they actually lost three-tenths of a million. Bunch of Lana shippers probably. They were like, ah, just Lois nonsense about. Yeah. But don't worry, guys. Lois isn't in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is what's so strange about, you know, Eric and Rance's contract. It's like a WB thing. You can't have Lois Lane too much. If she's if she's in more than thirteen episodes, people are going to get confused that she's not Kate Bosworth. Apparently, like I guess that was the thinking. Um, but that's it's like they have this. It's so typical of Smallville. Like they have this really Clark and Lois heavy episode about their relationship and stuff, and committed. Next week, not here, not on the yeah. show. As Clark says, she's off on assignment, which is yeah. which is fine. But it's uh, code though. Yeah, yeah, we all know. Monster Truck um, Rally. <laughs> yeah, Monster Truck Rally in Lubbock. Shout out to Texas. Yeah, Texas uh, Tech. Bizarre. Up. Uh, <laughs> although that is a lot more acceptable than, oh, I'm going to go out of town with Henry Jane Wilson to the hospital yeah. for like the next six episodes because Lana's here. But anyway, all that to say, this episode <laughs> starts out and we are at a Meteor Freak support group. Yes. At ISIS, the ISIS Foundation. There is can we, one particular. Can we say that on air? Can we talk? We're about gonna. <laughs> is that okay? To there, say? there is one particular line in this episode that I have circled and underlined, and I can't wait to get to it. Uh, okay. That Chloe says about ISIS. Yeah. Anyway, a meteor freak support group. Um, Jason, what did you think of this? So I think it's good that she was wanting to reach out. Her being, of course, having abilities and powers herself, you know, that have come out, but. The fact that she's wanting to help other people. One of the things I, she noticed, well, she says later to Clark is she pulls out a book and she says how many people she's been covering that have meteor abilities and wanting to try to help them. I never thought of it that way. She's surrounded by all these people and a lot of times they're chasing them or trying to stop them from something. Finally, she's wanting to do something positive and trying to help some of them. So 
I really felt that she had their best interest in trying to help them cope with their abilities in the real world and not be scared of being out there and being different. Yeah, I think that she's a much more appropriate character than Lana, who ironically started oh, this absolutely. Last, last season. What, what do you think, Lance? Yeah, I agree. This definitely gave me a lot of uh, X-Men vibes, a lot of uh, New Mutants vibes, X-Men Evolution, that type of deal, that, like the X-Verse type of stuff. Because like, uh, if you listen to a lot of the, the, the dialogue and the rhetoric that a lot of the, 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 these characters are, are talking about, it's very similar, and they face a lot of the same similar challenges i'm sure they probably pulled some stuff straight from the x-men as a as a as an inspiration um because a lot of this applies and it is interesting and and good that chloe the character um is is doing this it's interesting you mentioned you know at the ending how she pulls up the book she's like yeah like you know i've, I've been documenting this this many people but like when she was documenting those people she was just kind of like trying to expose them, trying to like, you know, get a story out of it. It was more selfish purposes. And she kind of realizes maybe I should have been trying to help them instead of chasing clout, chasing a story, chasing, uh, you know, journalistic glory. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a better way to go. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, you, you guys are really turned me around on this whole, like, well, we can't have Chloe below us anymore. So let's give her this plot line. But, but it really does. It does fit. It's a natural evolution from like, she grew up in Smallville. She was, had her wall of weird. She mm -hmm. was cataloging on these people and then like transitioning out of that into like, well, and now, and then becoming walking a mile in their shoes, right? She was yes. a here freak for a, a year and a half or so. And now she's brainiac. So she's kind of in the same, she's got something going on. Right. So yeah, um, it, perhaps they should have just kept her on this front instead of turning her into, you know, Felicity smoke. Uh, so maybe, or Barbara Gordon. Or <laughs> Oracle. Yeah, or Oracle. Oracle. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you mentioned the X-Men, Lance, and, and even beyond the, the uh, you know, character kind of idea of what the, the struggle, right, mm -hmm. that they're going through. Uh, even the powers, right? The people oh, yeah. we got light girl, freeze guy, oh, no. Oh, no, tech that, person. That girl is Starlight. Yes! Thank you. <laughs> Jason, do you watch The Boys? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I, that is Starlight from the Boys is the first thing I thought to you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I didn't even put it together. Lance and I just recently started watching the show. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're both in the first season. We'll finish the first season we right did, now. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, look, the boys, very extreme, right? Oh, yeah. N not, don't watch it with your kids. No. Oh, no, saying. no. Absolutely but not. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's, it's a very a enjoyable show. <laughs> show. But this girl is totally Starlight. Yeah, she is. The funny thing is, like, we weren't, like... We've been putting off watching it, but then all of the Homelander memes got so overbearing that it was like, we have to start watching the show. I need to understand that all this is going on sense. on the internet. Absolutely. Are you, oh are you, how far are you in the boys? Jason? So I've watched season two. I haven't started this most recent season. So that's the one I need to catch up on. But okay. with so much stuff going on, it's just like, okay, you got to yeah. watch this show. You got to finish this one. And yeah. you're just like, okay, I've got it lined up on when I'm going to be able to get to it. Yeah. No, I mean, and people are like, oh, you can do a podcast about it. No, you know, sometimes I just like to watch something and enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Without a, having to take notes, uh -huh. block out hours of my time to talk about it and edit it and put it online. But anyway, yes, uh, totally Starlight. I think her name is Mary. It is Mary, yeah. But we're going to call her Annie because she's Starlight. Yep. <laughs> you know, so so they're all talking. You see, you know, the uh, I have, I feel Meteor Freaks is such a derogatory now, now i'm like yeah i'm kind of on chloe's i'm like don't say that that's a derogatory uh -huh. term so i'm like right these meteor infected individuals all have they all bring their own thing to the table 
you know, one guy's got his headphones on. Anyway, and somebody messes with the volume. Little things like that. You know, uh, Starlight's uh, <laughs> cup gets frozen. Uh-huh. Uh, they call it, they drop a Miss Goldilocks on Chloe because they're kind of yeah. like, you brought us all here anyway. Like, I, I, I like how there's like a different attitudes about this as there would be. Like, it seems very true to life, you know. What, like um, Chloe as a group leader? Yeah, I would have, I would have similar, similar <laughs> thoughts. Had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> had to do it well they weren't wearing their uh their ribbons around their necks that's true oh, surprised. Yeah. the sashes yeah i'm like i haven't watched the vow season two yet either i started <laughs> the first episode it's great okay it's, All right. it's I, really I, good season one was a revelation you know that one and we'll you know rip the band-aid off yeah uh, so to speak the the scene where she meets keith rainier yes right or mm-hmm. the, the scene listen to me i'm talking about the <laughs> show <laughs> We are we're in the first scene of this episode, by the way. But anyway, let's yes. keep going on these tangents. Him having all the video cameras around him it makes this kind of documentary to begin with, right? But like to see when Allison Mack first meets Keith Rainier, and like you can just see she's just en- enraptured by this guy. Like mm-hmm. it just like it's so it's, it's sad, it's unsettling, it's like it's it's I don't know. Like it's just it's very just to see that unfold in real time because someone recorded it. She's just totally enamored by him and you can see why she fell down that rabbit hole. But um, yeah. anyway, yep. Chloe is a, is a group leader here mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's a self-help group more than anything else. And, yeah. and you know what? Lana started first, just That's like true. in real life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is it? Life art? imitating art. art. No, I was about to say imitating it. Oh my life. gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's, that's all this debate around everybody and i do like at the end where um they all get up and chloe's like oh you haven't signed in leave your name on the sign-in sheet (laughs) that's very group leader yeah annie uh aka mary and you know she she kind of storms off and it's like whatever right and uh then she's walking down a creepy abandoned alley you know and they why why is she going down that alley why did they why did the waynes go down that alley lance you know exactly but but still like it's like but especially for her position, like, why are you doing this? It reminds me of that, that Geico commercial with, like, the the like the like Halloween one where, like, the serial killer is, like, standing behind the chainsaws. And oh, yeah. everybody's, like, hiding there. And he's like, why can't we just get in the running car? He's like, no, let's hide behind the chainsaw. Are you crazy? <laughs> There's a cemetery over there. Yeah. Very true. So she's walking down the street. And they've been sprinkling in this stuff about, oh, there's a serial killer in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing a good job setting this up. We've seen, you know, Davis kind of wake up. You know, in an alley once, you're like, oh, what's what's going on here? We all know that Davis is doomsday as as people watching the show. Yes. <laughs> right. You know? And uh, you're like, oh, well, this is going to be him attacking someone because they do a really good job of like hiding. They use sound. They use shadows. They do the cla- what's that? The movie uh, REC. I guess that's why you say it record or whatever. It's literally on the posters. The woman right. getting like dragged into the darkness. Right. I know that that's a very like tropey visual but my mind always goes there with we they use that shot when she gets dragged into the alley and it's a pretty creepy opening and you're like oh well we're really we're really getting into this davis stuff this week aren't we yeah but spoilers was this davis we don't know maybe all signs pointing possible because obviously the ace of clubs massacre was him yeah but he still has clothes on that kind of positive but anyway yeah like it's I think it was really clever what they did here with like it's the whole misdirect of like oh we're on your we're on to you mm-hmm. oh there was a oh I guess you weren't the serial killer no you were yep. but there was another one going on and he's an, yeah. 
Right. He's an egomaniac and took credit. Like, I thought that was very clever. And that's set up from here because honestly, it could go either way. Because this Mm. guy, I think he killed someone at some point, more than just the people at the end. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Did you notice that there was two shadows that went by at two different times, a shadow that went by two different times before she gets dragged? And that was, I didn't pick up on it until the second time I went back and watched it. I watched it two times just to make sure I knew exactly what was going on. (laughs) But yeah, I I did not catch that. No. Yeah, there's two shadows, and that makes me think, okay, it, it made me second guess what was going on, or who it could be. That's your hook uh, for the opening credits. I, I would, with that information, I'm probably going to say it was, um, well, Shadow Thief. Shadow Thief. <laughs> because, no, really, this is <laughs> yeah. this is Smallville's version of Shadow Thief, who, who is a Hawkman villain. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. They changed his name. It's, it's not nothing like him at all. Um, they call him the shadow killer instead of shadow thief because he's you know he's killing people, he's not stealing stuff. But um, that's that's kind of the Smallville version of that. Yeah, Jimmy calls him like a shadow phantom. Yeah, later. I think Clark calls him shadow guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Clark's like reaction to to Jimmy when he's like he's like some sort of shadow phantom, and Clark's just like what? Like it's just like <laughs> this this annoyed like reaction. It was like I well, was really that would be my reaction to Jimmy just in general, but. Um, <laughs> But anyway, we're, we're going to chalk this up to Shadow Thief. Okay. Uh, who will be joining the Injustice League at the end of the season, right? That's what we tease. Yeah. No? No? Maybe. maybe. He doesn't. It's weird. But opening credits, we come back, and Chloe and Clark are on a little uh, little dinner date at the Daily Planet. This is... <laughs> what is going on here, Lance? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. That's the thing. It's like... I thought we DTR'd with them already. I thought we were past this. The last couple episodes have been about this specifically. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. That's so confusing. Um, and even at the end of the episode, but we'll get there Get there later. You know, and Clark, of course, is just, you know, treating her how he always does. Just like he's not paying attention. And she's just, she's literally right there. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. What? And then she leaves. But it's just like, what are you doing? I thought that Clark could have just stepped in many times and just included her. I mean, he's, she was his girl Friday. I mean, she's the one that does everything tech and what is he doing? Listen to an old school police scanner and (laughs) surfing the internet like slowly. And I mean, how many monitors does she normally have up at one time? She could be doing all of this for him. But at the same time, he just wants to keep her at arm's length and he's wanting to do it all by himself and just shut everybody away. So I'm like, what is he doing? It, it made no sense at all. I mean, he's got a desk full of like empty, you know, uh, fast food wrappers. And he's <laughs> yeah. just been sleeping at his desk, just listening to this police scanner. Like, this is what he's supposed to do. This is my job. But he but feels- you, you got to love that uh, metabolism, though, from Clark. Just all that junk food, candy yeah. wrappers, right? I love how they can, you know, because like the Flash, he has such a fast metabolism. I, I thought that was the pretty cool little thing there. Mm-hmm. Chloe's like, oh, dinner and a movie. I didn't expect this. I'm like, what, what are you guys doing this for? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like dinner and a movie. Like, like what? <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, Lois is not in this episode. Yeah. So they're like, well, we'll just let Chloe be lost. I'm like, I don't know. I really like this vibe between them. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm going to go. Um, don't stay up too late. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what? This is the, this is Clark and Lois. They just yeah. you can literally switch out the names. And this is a season 10 scene. Yeah, between easy. Clark and Lois, and Very it's great. Much. He did, he does say, "Oh, I'm sorry, it all just went by so fast in a blur." Yeah, <laughs> put that away. But um, so she 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 leaves, and uh, uh, and then he his police scanner kind of starts giving us some information all at once. And great shot of him like super speeding away. 
mm-hmm. with the, the super speed and the chair spin. I'm like, oh, this is like iconic Superman stuff I'm waiting for. It is. I'll tell you what, this this montage alone is like one of the best sequences of this entire series. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I lo- one of my favorites is where you see the little kid that's been pushed up by the gate and he's being, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to steal, you know, whatever money he has. And he's just closes his eyes and just looks like he's just punching away. And then all of a sudden, both those guys that are trying to attack him are laying there. And, you know, the smirk on his face, I was just like, oh, this is classic Superman right there. Just saves the day, doesn't want to take credit for it and just keeps going. But it's it's awesome to see him now taking those steps of saving people just in their daily, you know, daily lives, not the big stuff yet. And that's where we're going. But, you know, the little small little crimes here and there, you know, foiling, you know, somebody trying to steal the jewels, you know, from a from a heist. And then here you go. You get him. Yeah, I love that. Just from a from a mugging to to the little kid there, you know, throwing right. the, the fists off like that. That's a very adorable moment. Huh? Absolutely. Uh, but you know those 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 older boys who were trying to who were picking on that little kid is like how low are you like Dude, these are like what are these guys sixteen years old exactly yeah. like, beating up beating up like, a little eight year old for his like, lunch money it's like that's what kidding? I was thinking well I I, like, they're they're obviously going to go down to the arcade that Shadow Thief that's was true at during one of these <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were shaking him down for yeah but anyway <laughs> no I thought the same thing I was like come on man but that 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 was great that that was a very like. That's what you need, right? That's what you need in Superman movies. You need a little sequence of him going around, saving people. Like, Superman returns at it. Hey, hey right. don't say that too loud. Superman, Superman the movie. Right. You know? I mean, like, it's like the, you need this little sequence, right? And maybe in Man of Steel 2, we'll get it 10 years after the fact <laughs> with Henry Cavill. We'll see. Yeah, um, I, there is some of that in BBS, but the thing is, my problem is he's just kind of, like, floating there. Watching those people, it was imp- house go underwater. The, the the problem was it was impersonal. That's the that's the that's yeah. the, that's the key here, right? And that's the key with those other ones, where like he right. is he there there was a personal stake, a personal connection, and there was a humanity to the saves. It wasn't just some sort of like I am a standoffish god thing. That's that's a different perspective, I think. And I think well, that's, that's but this Clark. I don't know. This Clark is just they're not even seeing him. So they're not, but there's he's saving. He's the the nature of the saves is different. He's not just kind of yes. like watching, like as you as you said, the, the houses go underwater, and he's just kind of standing there, right? <laughs> that's like the one, right that's the one that always sticks out to me, right? Or he's not like or he doesn't have this like you know demure looking look on his face, like when people are like you know like trying to thank him, like he's 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 not he doesn't have this look of oh, I guess I got to go save these people type right. thing. It's it's not that. Right. Uh, right. Clark is actively going out there. Is like, who can I save? Right. Yes. And I think there's a difference. Yes. And he's uh, the main thing that when we do see John Jones show up, he he makes uh, he brings it up. He's like, you're finally embracing your destiny where he's telling him that you're finally out there. You're you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're mm-hmm. you're saving the people that need help and yes. you're bringing the hope to a world that needs it. My world means hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then after you get this great little montage, and then what happens? He leaps a tall building in a single bound. I'm sure like, oh my god! Oh, perfect. Yeah, I know, right? Seven years for this, and they're finally <laughs> giving it to us. It's, I mean, really, I mean, that was such a great payoff, right? Also, he's like wearing a maroon, just running around. Yeah. Like he's not wearing flannel or his little Superman costume now. Uh, the the effects where he's super speeding is the red and blue. I'm like, guys, he's not the Flash. <laughs> You know, like he, he just should be the color that he's wearing. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't quite adopted. I think it's the next episode where he's like, it okay, is. I got to wear normal clothes when I'm doing Clark Kent stuff and the red and blue right. stuff when I'm doing the Superman stuff. 
but it, it is nice to see just again i keep i'm seeing every episode this season but like to see clark kent like going around in like a suit and a tie and a dress shirt mm-hmm. being an adult it's like thank you you have to grow up sometime but yeah he, he leaps up to the top of the uh ace of clubs where he like superheroes this like massacre going on like what the hell's yeah. going on in here right it's pretty wrecked and and uh clark's looking around he's just seeing all the chaos and he sees uh somebody under some rubble Right. And he's, you know, he's, you know, just throwing some rocks off people like Marshall Manor says, like, like, hey, man, you got to watch what around. you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Nobody saw me. It's cool. It's like Clark Metropolis is a city of millions of people. <laughs> but who was under this rubble? But Davis Bloom. Davis. Absolutely. Davis covered in blood, mm-hmm. but still clothed. And you're like, hmm. OK, so Davis Bloom is doomsday. We know this. Yes. He did this. As this episode like kind of goes out of its way to show you, so I'm like, okay, good on you. I, I thought mm-hmm. they were gonna like really try to act like he didn't for like legitimately for a while. Yeah, but the, even him, he himself confirms that he did this. So did he just not turn into full Doomsday? Like, because because we saw him a couple episodes ago, like in the alley, he was naked. Yeah, like like yeah. werewolf, right? Because that's that's the day was Bloom thing. Which which if you're gonna take Doomsday and put him on a weekly TV show on the CW, the werewolf approach is very smart. I applaud mm-hmm. them for it. But you got to be consistent. So I think yes. that's the one thing that didn't like. I guess you couldn't really explain why he'd be naked in this <laughs> public. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Let's fill this plot hole. I don't know. Being naked in the club is pretty normal nowadays. <laughs> but for Davis, eh, it's a little out of character. Two things I noticed about this. He was covered in a lot of blood. I mean, not yeah. just a little bit. I mean, he was saturated. And I mean, from head to toe, to the point where you couldn't see skin, you couldn't tell what color shirt he was wearing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, he was wearing regular clothes. Clark assumed Davis was there as a paramedic trying to save people because he's like, how'd you get mm. here so fast? He's he not. He's been going out to clubbing. He was. That's what I think. He was out there to have a good time. But Clark is making these assumptions like, how'd you get here so quick? No, he was there. He was buried under all of this, but he was covered from head to toe. I was just like, what was he doing? Running through people? You know, just, you know, just smashing them right up against himself? Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that's that's the one element. You're like, well, because you literally already, like, you could say, well, you're just nitpicking, bro. Well, they they already established, like, <laughs> the season mm-hmm. when he wakes up from his doomsdayness, he's, like, naked. Yeah. That's that's really the only plot hole mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm able to find of this. I thought it was really smart. Um, you know, Clark, Clark uh, you know, Finds him, he gets over and Davis gets over in like a gurney. He starts, Davis just gets up out of the thing and it's like, oh, I'm going to go. And Clark's like, I think you should go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. Why does the paramedic not want to go to the hospital? Makes no sense. No. Because at this point, like, he's been, I'm sure he's been in the hospital before. Like, he's not, right. he doesn't know what's up with him in his blackouts, but he doesn't, he's not like Clark where he like has a secret he has to keep and can't go to the hospital. Yeah. So it's a bad look if you're the paramedic. Like, you got to, you got to walk the walk, man. True. Talk the talk. Yeah. You you work at a hospital. You have to go to the hospital. Something happens to you. Exactly. Because Clark asked him like, hey, "What was going on?" Right? And he's like, "Oh man, it was a uh, I was walking with takeout." Right? And that's his explanation. Probably mm-hmm. was. He was probably on the street. Right. And then I guess he got a blackout, and then Doomsday just leaped up to the top of the building too. Which I guess all versions of Doomsday can leap around. That's from yeah. the comics, though. That's not you know. Okay. I mean, he's jumping on airplanes and yeah. stuff like that. And then the he's comics, a super so like, he's a super human creature being. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I must have had a concussion. And Clark's like, well, then I think you should really go to the hospital no nah, like, uh, like you've seen the nfl policy put them right back out there yeah you saw what to yeah davis is the nfl <laughs> policy of getting back in there but then you know jason you mentioned earlier but john jones is here he's like i guess we're both too late it is detective john jones metropolis mm-hmm. homicide department like how clark's like uh how did you make detectives so fast he's like we all have 
12 are connections, Clark. I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. He's been here for 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Fine. Like, sure. that, that's all I need to know. I killed this man and took his position. <laughs> 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 if he was a shapeshifter, you know. And here's the thing, right? This is gr- this is a great way to use his character. Detective John Jones yes. is what he does and Correct. is one of his secret identities in the comics. Um, I wish they would have just done more with him. Like, the, the Adventures of Superman show had this character, Inspector Henderson, who was like their go-to guy in the police department, mm-hmm. who, another version of him, is... Black Lightning. Yeah, Black Lightning. Jefferson Pierce's buddy in the cops, uh, uh-huh. uh, Inspector Henderson. I'm like, look at you. Look yeah. at you, DC. Look Connecting at that. Connecting the dots. I love Indeed. it. Speaking of Inspector Henderson, do you know what his... what He has two jobs. you know what his other job is? I do not. Yeah, his first job is an actor. His second job... He is the conductor of the Cincinnati Pops. The no guy joke. who plays him on Black Lightning. Yes. Oh man, no the goals, way. man. I know, right? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. So, I know. So I need to go. I need to go to Cincinnati to watch it. Watch a concert because uh, that's that's his that's his other job. That's cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just think this is such a great use of of Martian Manhunter. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a Superman show and have Martian Manhunter on there, why not why not just make him a main character? Because that seems to be what everybody's doing. Uh, <laughs> You know, and he doesn't have any powers, so he's, it's cheap to have him on the show. You can always say like, "Oh, he'll get him again one day," which yep. they do on Smallville. But as far as season eight goes, you're like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have any powers for a while, and you're like, "Oh, well, this is, I guess, this is going to be a Martian Manhunter episode." It's not really. <laughs> no. He's got like two or three good scenes here in a row, and then just disappears <laughs> until the end to the point where, oh yeah, he was in this. I, I like how you know he 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 tells Clark and he's like, you know, you're running around doing all this and. And you can't save everyone. And he's like, and, and Clark tells him, the moment I believe that is when I stop trying. I'm like, look at that. Look mm-hmm. at that. I'm just, oh, nice. I'm just very impressed and amazed by all this like Superman, Superman stuff going on in the Superman show. So I'm very yeah. impressed. So they both don't have any leads. And they're like, oh, you don't have any leads either. And Clark sees this cell phone in an evidence bag. <laughs> and he's like, not yet. I'm like, oh, well, you've just introduced your cop friend. Mm-hmm. So clearly the next scene will be them. <laughs> Together at the police at like station. the CSI lab, <laughs> figuring stuff out. Yeah. But no, what happens in Stadlands? We cut to Jimmy because Jimmy wants to figure some stuff out too. And then I immediately was like, "Oh man, Jimmy's in this episode." <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, let's go back a little bit. Don't you think Jimmy should still be a little distraught from the previous episode of him being held captive and being shocked to death? Well, I mean, that's another day of the office in Metropolis. So. <laughs> true, true. But it's just like nothing's ever happened. He's back to normal. Jimmy it is jumping right in. That's the thing. Like when Smallville, like when it chooses to have continuity, like they're pretty good about it. But then they still ignore stuff like that on a regular right. basis. <laughs> but how does he have the cord ready to go and knows exactly how to plug it in and do everything? And he's there. And how did Clark know to go straight to Jimmy? It's almost like. I don't think he was planning on going straight to Jimmy. I think he was okay. surprised that Jimmy was there. Yeah, well, I have a better question for both of you. Uh, why are Clark and Chloe having a date night in the other room when Jimmy is question. also there? It's a great question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great question. I didn't even put it together. Yeah, that's... Uh, there's Yeah, I mean, Jimmy gets kind of insufferable with his insecurity, but I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, so, I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the evidence pre- presented, I mean, <laughs> how else is he supposed to react? Oh. Well, yeah. it, Clark comes in, and I, I literally, it was funny. Like, as much as I dog on Jimmy, he was pretty good in the scene. He's like, you, is that stolen evidence right there? Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, that's what we were all thinking. And he's like, it is, but I'm going to return it. <laughs> <laughs> again, I love it. It's it's very Clark-ish. Yep. 
Although my friend in the police department can't help me, maybe you can, Jimmy. Yep. And it's it's on Lois and Clark. I've noticed uh, you know, the TV show like like Matt Truex mentions it in, in Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. Like whenever shout they need like Matt. computer stuff, uh, shout out to Matt. Whenever they need computer stuff, like I always go to Jimmy because he's like the young guy who knows the internet. Uh-huh. I'm like, why are we still doing this? It's, it's 2008. Yeah, the- <laughs> everyone should know how to use the internet. It's true, but like I just got, I love the I love the, uh, the just the janky connection from the old school aughts early aughts cell phone to yeah. the computer. I just it's right. just brings me back to an earlier time. Um, that was that was back in the time where I had the cassette player CD thing in my car. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, you know that that's exactly what it reminded me of. Oh, and being able to download all of your like music that you'd stole from Napster onto your phone and being cool exactly <laughs> to yeah. be able to play it when you're out. Yeah, uh-huh. there you go. Where did you get that? <laughs> Downloaded it. Uh, made ringtones out of it. Even better. That was the best. Now, what the approach they're taking with, with Doomsday here is, is Cloverfield, basically, mm-hmm. for the first half of the season, which is smart. Again, you're on a, you're on a TV budget. you got Doomsday. You kind of want to tease him out. You you can't really show that much. So there's, there's another, you know, because this is a kind of an ongoing thing with this first half of the season. It's like this found footage look for yeah. Doomsday, because you see these people like hanging out at the, yeah, the Ace of Clubs. And then he just kind of gets trashed. You don't really see anything. You just see all the chaos. And I thought that was a, a good way to uh, to kind of show what happened without mm. really showing anything or giving them any evidence one way or another. So then Clark goes to uh, the ISIS Foundation and uh, he shows up and uh, wants to talk to Chloe about what's going on because, you know, meter freaks, right? Must have been one of them. Yeah. And Chloe's like, what's with the tood? <laughs> what a such hip lingo. Well, she's the hip character. Yeah. I is mean, she she's still? hanging out with the teenagers, right? <laughs> That's right. right. She's picking up that lingo from the youth. <laughs> Clark's like, okay, well, uh, a meter freak probably did this. Let me look at your sign-in sheet. Yeah. <laughs> he just takes her sheet and looks at it, and then she takes it back from him. And uh, I, I I, really like this plot in this episode where like they are not on the same page mm-hmm. about something for once. What did you guys think? No, I, I, th- I thought it was a, the, the appropriate level of conflict between the two. It wasn't contrived. It made sense for where the, both characters were at for this episode to be coming at the situation the way they were coming at it. I mean, you see Clark here trying to find a person that's, you know, caused a major accident, that's killed some people. And then you see Chloe that's sitting there trying to look at the other side of it. And so Clark trying to be the detective versus Chloe trying to be the, I, I don't want to see the protector or like a mother figure to some of these people trying to help them navigate. And that's the thing that they're just going head to head. And I love the mm-hmm. fact it's like mom and dad are fighting. And that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. Well, it's just, this is not manufactured drama for once. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, right. like I actually kind of see both their points of view. Yeah. And it's just a really good subplot uh, for this episode. So she, she drops a field of guilty landmines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I do have a question. So was one of the names on that sheet Elizabeth? I don't know. We'll take a screenshot and put it on okay. the social media. I do well, not know. Why do you ask? I ask because the, the person playing Elizabeth is of of of, of interest. Okay. In this episode. Which, okay. which one is Elizabeth? I, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to go back and like because I watched the episode and then I went back scanned scanned through it again to try and figure out who this person could be. And Elizabeth is either one of the other people in the in the that, that group. She's mm-hmm. or oh. or Elizabeth was um, in the Ace of, uh, in the Ace of Spades Club, but there is an there is an Elizabeth Bishop credited in this episode, played by somebody important. Oh, at least. 
Okay, so who is this then? Is this a Hallmark movie or what is this? No. Well, actually, yes, yes. Okay. Well, more... let's save it for the for the okay. scene the she, where she may or may not be in. Yeah. We'll save it for then. Well, well let me let me ask you a question real quick before we move on. Did you guys notice the handwriting on the sheet that Clark is holding? <laughs> the handwriting is the same as it is on every close up shot of the show. Okay. <laughs> this is the, the names on this list. There is no way a man is circling the little eyes you know how it's <laughs> yeah and if you look at this this is a woman's handwriting yeah so and he says he, he sped read this right he, he was speed reading and then he right. wrote all this down and he handed it to john jones okay i i will not believe that superman has a woman's handwriting <laughs> oh i oh i see what you mean right 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 right, right, right yeah because it's a yeah because the sunny sheet okay i said when he has the actual sheet he wrote yeah. yeah i've noticed that too taking screenshots and things and spending longer on on these uh notes or cards or whatever Obviously, it's someone who works on the show, probably in the right. prop department. Uh, I'm sure if I dug a little deeper, I could find out who it was. But like, they're writing all of the things you see that are handwritten on Smallville. Like literally everything. So no matter what character it is, what the situation yeah. is, it's going to be the same handwriting. That's yeah. That, that that is starting to get pretty evident though. When like, <laughs> it's like this is supposed to be this. I don't think the people in Veritas have the same handwriting as you know these people here. But but then hey, we get to Davis. He's at the hospital. He did go to the hospital, but just on his own power. And not mm-hmm. like as a patient. Uh, and he's uh, we got a shower scene plus one. Come back of that. All the blood just washes off of him and there's no cuts or anything. That's a pretty cool way to to kind of show that because I don't even think he was expecting that at that point. You can tell like he's pretty shaken by it. And then he's like kind of cowering in the corner under the water. It's pretty it's a pretty effective uh, sequence there, I think. I mean, for me, I thought, you know, I want to be as cut as he is. You know, I mean, because yeah. you're seeing like all these abs. I'm like, dang. That's what the do I need to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, have blackouts and go on a murderous rampage, but also look like an action figure. It's, it's a trade-off some of us might be willing to make. Yeah. Goals, man. <laughs> you know, he, he cleans himself up and uh, goes to his shift or whatever. And uh, Jimmy is there. Henry James Olsen is at the hospital. And he's looking for, for Davis Bloom. He's like, oh, it's, the, you know, it's me. Like, oh, I'm Jimmy. Like, oh, Chloe's Jimmy. Oh, yeah. It's six episodes in and we haven't met yet. <laughs> it's, it's like, come on, Chloe. There's a reason for that. Um, it is kind of funny because uh, <laughs> basically Jimmy's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Chloe's mention of Davis is something about like, yeah, Chloe's mentioned a lot. He's like, oh, yeah, I went through PDA and found out you guys are spending a lot of time together. And he's yeah. like, what? And Jimmy's like, what? He's <laughs> like, sorry, I'm just kidding. That was... No, man, there's way too much going on here to be making jokes like that. Yeah. Like you can't, you, you can only make jokes like that when you're like, you understand the dynamics of everything. And this, you don't, no one understands the dynamics of what's going on right here. Although I, I did like how uh, Jimmy's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like a undercover psycho or anything. And Davis like, oh, you never know these days. Yeah. Because yeah. he is. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. correct. Good stuff. One of my favorite of this whole confer- conversation is, can you do a favor for a bro? And yeah. I was just like, what? Who talks like that? I, I thought he was going to stick the hand out, like ring the bell, right? That would have yeah. been. <laughs> like and then he's, he's like, well, can you do a favor for Chloe? Then he's like, oh, well, for Chloe. Oh, yeah. for Chloe, I'll do anything. I know. Absolutely. Oh, what a simping for Chloe. I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, that was me in 2008. I would have done it. But uh, <laughs> they do mention that, you know, he, he, Jimmy's like asking Davis about, hey, you were there. What happened? He's like, I don't remember. Because Jimmy's like, yeah, the only thing I got is like a monster with bony eyelids. And like, oh, uh-huh. whatever. That must be. It's doomsday. Doomsday's coming. Anyway, 
But then he asked him to go on a ride along. Yep. It's like, with what's Ice Cube in this? Ice Cube and Kevin Hart going on a ride along. I'll take you on a ride along. I, I, I don't, I think there's always two people in these ambulances. What I, what I learned from watching Third Watch was there's always two people. There <laughs> yeah, are, you know? I, I, you know, you know, as a, as a avid watcher of Chicago Fire, there are two. Yeah. But I guess you really couldn't get away with that. Dave was doing his thing if there were yeah. two people. But you know what? It's the night shift. Right, they're understaffed. There's a lot of crime, death going on in Metropolis. So they're just they're cutting corners to the healthcare system as you do, and it's only one person for ambulance in Metropolis these days. And you're like, oh wow, is, is he going to kill Jimmy now? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was that uncomfortable silence where they were just looking at each other, and you're yeah. just like, yeah. okay, where where do they go in from here? Yeah, it's it's a good setup because like this, I, just all these things that are coming together about like well, the serial killer, the investigation, mm-hmm. the love triangle that. No one really will admit is going on yet. That's is all correct. here, and so it's they're setting up some good stuff. So I guess this is the morning after all that because Davis is like, "Oh, hey, we'll come by at eight, and we'll go on my ride along." And I'm like, "And I guess everything else that happens in the episode happens until we see Jimmy again." Because I was like, "Are they going to go right now?" Maybe. <laughs> like, is it like seven forty-five and meet me down there yeah. at eight right now, or is it like, <laughs> okay, this is the rest of the day? But then we get uh, we get Clark and, and uh, Martian Manhunter at the, at the Daily Planet, and we, we see that we'll take a screenshot of that, that list. Mm-hmm. It's a missing Jason and that impeccable handwriting. And I like how John Jones is like, where, where did you get this? And Clark's like, oh, I, you know, I, I read it off uh, Chloe's list for a couple seconds. Yeah. And he's like, I, I didn't realize photographic memory was part of your powers. And he's like, it's more like speed reading, but it's not split hairs. I was like, I love this. Like, this, this is what I'm here for, for Superman stuff. Uh, and, I, and it's even more fun now that like Martian Manhunter doesn't have powers right now. So they can kind of bounce off each other like this. Right. And, and these new, new abilities for Clark, not really new abilities, but just like him perfecting, you know, his all what he can do with his powers, yeah. you know. But then, if if you're wondering where Lois was, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, John Jones was like, so what about this person? What about this person? What he about says your mouthy cor- cohort? Mouthy cohort. How has Clark described Lois to him in the past? I wonder. <laughs> it's either oh that or maybe gosh. that's that's. The, I don't think Clark described her as that. I think that is John Jones's reading of the situation. Yeah, and this is where we get the she's on assignment in Lubbock. But, <laughs> He's like, which is code for monster, monster truck rally in Lubbock. But is that like, is that a choice? Like, she she took time off to go to that. Oh, yeah, come on. I, or I she, think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is the woman that when she her go to is White Snake. Of course, she's going to go <laughs> to a monster truck rally. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm just going to say, you know what? Things got a little awkward between them last week. She took some time out. All right. Yeah. She took some time. Yeah, some time off. That is smart. That's a well used PTO right there, Lois. But then, you know, he starts rattling off everybody else. Like, what about the, the Emerald Archer and his merry band or whatever? <laughs> it's like, they're all, they're still in hiding. And it's like, oh, so that just leaves me. Yeah, what's your point, John Jones? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he really sums everything up. He's like, obsession. You know? He's yeah. like, you you can't be doing this nonstop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's, that. I mean, that says it all. It's like Clark is, he's telling him to embrace his destiny. He says, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be out here saving people. I'm supposed to be you know, making the world a safer place. And that's ultimately what what he was there to do or was sent mm-hmm. to do on Earth. So finally, the calling is ha- is happening. Well, I like how Clark's like, I thought you'd be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we can all relate to this. Like you do something that people expect you to do and they're like, well, we're not doing it right. You're like, come on, man. Like, yep. what's, what's the problem now? Like, I thought that was very, that was very relatable. It's funny, like we see that shot where, John Jones kind of sizes up like, well, look at all this junk food and stuff. Everybody. Like he's just been, you know, sitting here with his police scanner as he calls him out later mm-hmm. for it. And I, I really I really like their dynamic and like seeing this and like 
and I know he's not going to be in like every episode. I know Phil Morris is like a working actor, and he, he can't like lock him up and. Unless you give him like a season regular, give him yeah. his 13 episodes, right? I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of have this dynamic going on is great. Um, so it's just good stuff. And, and they're talking about the uh, the murders and whatnot. And they're talking about how there's been at least five in the last few months. Uh, and, and there's blood everywhere and all their bones were crushed. So. And but. And one of the big things, Davis happens to be showing up at several of the crime scenes. Ooh, yep. That's right. Martian Manhunter's like, well, there's one lead. And they said, paramedic Davis Bloom. You're like, oh. And I'm like, they are really accelerating this quickly. Yes. Like, I am impressed, Joe. So we cut from that, of course. And then, of course, Clark knows who Davis is. So that like yes. raises the stakes yeah. immediately, right? Because Martian Manhunter didn't know that. So then we cut from that to Davis uh, t- testing uh, testing blood, right? He, yeah. he was actually, he was testing his own blood earlier uh-huh. before Jimmy came in, right? Which is... Like he was doing it. So, like, why are you sitting in like a patient room? <laughs> yeah. Like they, they really try to play, like rank up the tension because he's like has to sneak out of this, like behind this curtain before somebody else comes in. But it, yeah. he, he does it. It's fine. He does. I was wondering if that needle was going to go through his skin or not. But we have, I was we're not too. at that. We're not at that stage yet, yes. right, with him. So he he's taking his own blood. You're like, okay, well, he's going to do something with that, obviously. And now he's testing the blood under a victim's fingernails. Right. Mm-hmm. He's you know putting that in a culture or whatever. And then. Um, who shows up but Chloe? Yeah, and <laughs> she she enters, of course, with a Chloe line, but she's like, will the romance ever end? It's like... <laughs> <sighs> People, you know, do you not understand what's going on here? We can't be talking this way. Right. They're wanting to, they're wanting to start that triangle, you know, and that's what it mm-hmm. feels like. It's like, okay, the beginnings of one, the ongoings of another relationship, and they're trying to build that triangle and build even more tension as another yes. subplot. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it was great for Dawson's Creek, but sometimes it's not great for Smallville. Correct. So you finally move Clark past this stuff and then every other character is, is sucked in by it's like it's it's like the drama here is like she has a fiance, right? Yes. And but but clearly they're like Chloe and Davis like they're drawn to each other and they have a good chemistry and stuff. And that that's, and I, you know, I guess if there was no Jimmy around, then like they just would have gotten together and absolutely. And we would have ended up where we ended up anyway in season mm-hmm. eight. And also this Jimmy is not Jimmy and he ends up being killed. <laughs> so I mean, what was the point? Right. But anyway, they have good chemistry, you know, the, the, the characters, the actors, I got to say, this is some a plus acting by Sam Whipper here. Yeah. And this scene, cause he's like, he's kind of shocked by everything. Chloe's like, Hey, what's, what's going on? What are you testing there? And he's like, Oh yeah. I think I might be the killer. I'm like, yeah, yikes. I'm like, yeah. he's just confessing to her like that. Yeah. I mean, just right out and had no problems being able to say it. But the big thing was, is her reaction. You know, I think that seeing her saying, I've protected other people's secrets. I can protect yours also. Mm-hmm. And you see yeah. that come out where she just had no judgment. And she's just like, well, let's figure this out. And she was quick to jump in. And I think that Very. shocked Davis. I mean, for me, I'm sitting here and I wrote it down. I was just like, the scenes between Chloe and Davis were probably some of my favorite in this whole oh, episode, yeah. just because it felt like it was so real. And I want to say Sam's acting elevated Allison's. It, I mean, I've seen her in better scenes than this, but at the same time, you saw him pull out more out of her just in those dialogues back and forth. I think they really were very fortunate with they're the casting of, of the new characters in season mm-hmm. eight. Like you have Cassidy Freeman as Tess Mercer and you have Sam Whitworth as Davis Blue. And I'm like, they're great yeah. in these roles. And like, it would be, I mean, 
like we were talking about at the top, huge shoes to fill with Mike Rosenbaum, John Glover, and Kristen Kirkle gone, right? And if they brought in people here who weren't like bringing their A game, right? Obviously, the the, the story they're telling, the writing so far is really good, but you know, a, a bad acting can sink all of that. Yeah. And uh, and they're really rising to the occasion. Like you're really like, you know what? I've been watching the show for seven years, and you guys are new, but I'm really like investing in, in these new characters are throwing at us. Mm-hmm. And that's all credit credit to uh, Cassie Freeman and Sam Weber because they're they're you're you're invested. You 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 feel bad for Davis. Like he's doomsday. You know who he's going to be, but you feel bad for him. You know. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, and speaking of in Smallville, the official magazine number thirty available <laughs> wherever magazines are sold. It's a big interview here with Sam Weber, and, and here's what he has to say about the character of Davis. Quote. Davis is a paramedic who works in Metropolis. He's your everyday average Joe. He's a real loner and was raised in the foster system. So he's been a perpetual loner since he was young. He's a really cool and honorable person. He's a little moody because of his loner status. But he strikes up a fast friendship with Chloe and they hit it off. He's drawn into the narrative through her. He's not familiar with the superhero world. So none of it makes sense to him, which is part of the fun of it. Davis is the fresh eyes of the show. Then he starts blacking out and losing chunks of time. He's very concerned about what's happening and what he's doing in these blackout moments, especially since they're occurring more and more frequently. He obviously wants to find out what's going on, so he embarks on this quest, but doesn't really like what he finds out. I liked the story. What I liked even more was how the writers were going about it. They basically wanted me because they felt I could go in both directions and be vulnerable, sweet and sensitive, or I could be on the edge if they needed me to be. What's cool is that we're starting into that element. It's fun when, as an actor, you look at a scene or two and go, oh boy, that's going to be tough. If it were all just easy, I don't think it would be very satisfying. Fair. And that, yeah, that's uh, the thing, right? You believe cool. he could be a serial killer, but you also believe like he's just a sweet guy who's in over his head. Mm-hmm. I do like how Davis is like, <laughs> she's, Chloe has, her, her, her Davis blinders are as strong as Clark's line of blinders ever were. She's like, oh, yeah. we need to kill yeah. these people. There's no way. Oh, yeah. There's just no way. And he's like, you know, we just met. Are you... <laughs> like, even he's like, I don't understand why you're this way. Mm-hmm. But then he, then he starts getting creepy. This is where it starts getting creepy. He's like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you were sent to me. <laughs> it's like, who talks like that? So the person, the people that talk like that are the people who are ready to like crash boundaries. That's, that's oh, the, yeah. those are the people that, that talk like that. I mean, he was ready to ruin that uh, marriage even before it happened. That's I mean, he, he watched The him. Office, engaged in marriage. Yes, bro. that's right. <laughs> yes, BFD. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible relationship advice. I don't know what show is worse about relationship advice: Smallville or The Office. Hmm. Uh, I love both of those shows. So I don't know what that says about me as a person, but let's move on. And uh, <laughs> it, well, he starts to talk about Chloe about like blackouts and yeah, you know, like uh, you know, he's 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 had them since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got moved around from foster home to foster home, and he's always felt like there's this darkness inside. And uh, she's like, "Why are you telling me this?" And he's like, "I think you know." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what she does, Davis. <laughs> I don't think they ever know. I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, it's just it's uh, it's great acting. It's it's good scenes, it, it, and, the, and we're laughing on it. But they yeah. are really good scenes. They're just like they are awkward. Very. <laughs> but the show, I think, knows they're awkward. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but they embrace the awkward. Mm-hmm. They they take it and they run with it. Yeah. But I mean, if if I'm going to sit here and watch this type of scene, Sam Witwer was the perfect person to deliver it for us. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. A good choice. So we go to the uh, memorial they're having for Starlight. Yeah. And so it's Mary. It's, yeah, for Mary. And I think this is here where we see uh, a person in question. Um, Who is this person? Let's tell us. So 
at, at the it's basically I have it pulled up now. It comes at the twenty one eighteen mark. She's standing <laughs> next to the to the to the uh, long haired dude in the hoodie. But anyway, this character Elizabeth Bishop is played by um, Alicia Rotaru. And some of y'all might be going, who is Alicia Rotaru? She was Tiana on Arrow in season four. What? Oh, <laughs> no. Get out. Are you serious? I'm very serious. No. She's younger at this point. At this point. So she's a couple of years younger than, uh, sorry, she's uh, she's a couple of years older than, than, than me. Uh, but she was, of course, you know, this was 2000, you know, what, eight her? Eight. So, yeah. yeah. What is that time code again? <laughs> uh, 2117. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This oh my goodness! I think that's how do we not know this? I don't know. But here's 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 the kicker though. She comes back in another small in another Smallville episode. No, no, not this character though. Not this character. A different character. It's a different character. Okay, now we're going to IMDb right now. Uh-huh. We're, we're we're live. She's in on IMDb. Escape? No, she she's not the Silver yes, Banshee. She is. Is she? Yes, she no is. way! No way! Oh, oh my god! Full circle. <laughs> I, you Hashtag know what? My mind is connected. not blown very often on this podcast, but you, sir, <laughs> have just blown my mind. She's the Silver Banshee. Come on, I don't believe it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch this. She's episode. credited as as female in guest, but okay. Well, she's not the Silver Banshee then. She's just at. She's an extra at the moment. At the moment. We'll find no, out. no. Here, I'm going. I'm going to IMDb right now. Well, do you think okay, she no, becomes no, no. the Silver Banshee? Odessa Ray, Odessa Ray play, is? plays Maggie McDougal, aka okay. the Silver Banshee. Okay. But but there is a female in guest, and yep, it is, and is Tiana. Wow, any episode with the Green Arrow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his oh, and well. his blonde IT girlfriend. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and, and a Hallmark star from what what Hallmark movie was she in that you guys covered? Um, it's really bad. Uh, hold on, I can't. Let me find that. It is hard to remember the differences in the names of those movies. Yeah, but this one was also bad, so I probably should remember it. I'm sure Christmas is in the title. Uh... Oh, A Snowy Christmas. A Snowy, of course. Exactly. A Snowy Christmas. How did you forget that title? I know, right? Anyway. <laughs> well, that's the episode right there. You have to fight, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> You killed my brother, Vad. <laughs> Again, Arrow season four just watched the first half of season eight. Like, well, let's do that island thing. Yeah. <laughs> this writer. <laughs> Who's that chick in the background? Let's cast her. Anyway. Okay. So we're at this memorial for Starlight. Mr. Queen. Mr. Queen. Mr. Queen. <laughs> of course I know who you are. <sighs> anyway, we're at this memorial for Starlight. Chloe shows up. Everybody's kind of like upset at her showing up. Yeah. And I like her. I was like, hey. You know, we all got together as a group, and then we're getting targeted now, and she's dead. And yeah. Chloe's like, "Yeah, I feel bad about it, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I don't, think, I don't." Think, well, the problem is Chloe doesn't know that the cops have been going, or a cop, aka you know, a cop, Martian Manhunter John Jones, Detective John Jones has been going door to door to all their places. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, how would he know who we were? You must give him our list of names, right? Yeah. A list of names. A list of names. <laughs> I used the list of names my father gave me. So much arrow here, but." Yep. Yeah, I mean, if that were these people, I'd be upset too. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to give your names. I said, well, how's it with a gotten Chloe? I'm like, wow, so much for your meteor freak support group. Yeah. Like, I believe that was like the first meeting. Uh, Talk about yeah, crashing and I, burning. Seems so. Yeah, I think so. I think that they were all there, and that's why she was really trying to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you've got 
all these people being targeted immediately. So, I mean, of course, there's going to be a lot of hatred towards, you know, going back or the person that's putting it on. Yeah. Well, let's not forget Pocket Protector, who we haven't mentioned. Yet. I know, right? Um, <laughs> what a nickname. Is that why, that's why I think Shadow Thief killed uh, Starlight. Yeah. Because she called me Pocket Protector. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the big twist is uh, eventually is that this this guy who's well, there's like multiple people. There's one the the, the headphones guy. Yeah. Was like, well, he looks a little like edgy. He's the first one to like speak up against. Like maybe maybe he did it right. Uh, but no, it's it's Pocket Protector. Uh, Randy Klein is his name. Uh, and he's played by an actor called Tyler Johnston. Okay. And uh, TJ. TJ. He's, of course, in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in The Killing. He was on an episode of V. Okay. Um, with uh, Laura Vandervert and uh, Moreno Barakin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less Than Kind. Let's see. Shut Eye. So he's, you know, working actor. Uh, but this is his only episode of uh, his only episode of Smallville. One of the big roles that he actually has is I don't know if you guys have ever watched Letterkenny, but he is Stuart in Letterkenny, which is like uh, a, you know a what big... that's the top thing on his IMDb. So please tell us about this, Jason. I have not seen it. If you haven't watched it, this is a Canadian-based show, and they it's all about Canada. And really, they one of the things they like to make fun of Americans, which I love, of course, is they because we like to make fun of ourselves. Yeah. they like to help us do it for them. Cool. <laughs> um, this is one of those that once you start doing it, you'll start picking up on their lingos and all the little sayings they have. It's absolutely one of my favorites. It's on Hulu right now. Add this to your list. You will thank me later. All right. Looks like it's a half hour show. Yes. So, okay, that's you know, cool. Not a big, not a big lift. Uh, everybody's got twenty five minutes to kill every now and then. Mm-hmm. Shadow Thief is one of the main characters. So. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I did not recognize that at all, so I'll check it out. But yes, he's here, and he's like, he's one of the people that like says, hey, you got us in trouble. You know, like, y- you would never suspect this guy, which is kind of the point, uh, which is actually a good choice for a serial killer because, yeah. you, you, you know, see Dahmer on Netflix, right? Same mm-hmm. thing going on there. But now Chloe knows that Clark sh- uh, shared the names that mm-hmm. she wanted to see, so... Their uh, rift is going to continue in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to um, Clark at the hospital, uh, plus one from Blue Shirt, Red Jacket. Davis has something in his hand, which, which look, they set it up. They paid it off. Clark, see, you see this piece of paper for like a half a second. Yeah. And you know that Clark saw it and, and, and clocked it. And I really like how confrontational Clark is here with Davis. What did you guys think? I mean, I think it was pretty, you know, on brand for Clark to just come in and just accuse somebody of something. Um, that's what he does on this show. So, yeah, it was, it was funny. He was just like, what did you do? Well, as much as you like Clark being confrontational, I like that Davis gave it back to him. Yes, I did. And was sitting there throwing it back at his face. I mean, because Clark accuses him of having all of these documents and pictures. But at the same time, Davis is like, well, if you look at him, you're the one that's also in the background. And I love that it comes full circle. So it's like, why, you you know, why are you looking at me? You should be Mm -hmm. looking at yourself. The one thing the one thing that I love is that he he calls him a peeping Tom. Yeah, which is on brand for his name for Tom Welling, and I yeah. was just, and I was just like, did they write this in for a joke on purpose? But I, I, I honestly laughed out loud, and my wife in the other room, she was just like, what's so funny? It's like they called Tom Welling a peeping Tom. She's like, great. I didn't even think of that. That's great, and he, he really is a peeping Tom, established in the in the pilot with his yes, exactly. um, that's right. But Clark broke into his locker. Yeah, <laughs> like that is. I don't know, man. Like, okay, yeah, he had some he had some files on some murders, but he yeah. found them. 
Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I don't know. Davis, he could have been lying there, or was a really good spin. He's like, look, uh, I find the bodies. I uh, investigations end. I'm just trying to, you know, like he had a good. I liked his excuse there. Yeah, it was a good excuse. Also, it is interesting though. Like Davis does, you know, fight back a little bit, but at the same time, it's like so he sees that Clark is a little weird, also, and he just keeps that to himself. Well, that's what they're doing. Knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it. no, I I remember like these extreme close-ups on their faces. Yes. <laughs> they're just so extreme. And I just typically remember like, and again, this is Sam Weber being a great actor. He's like, so next time you want to ask things about that don't make sense, you know, look in the mirror. And I was uh-huh. like, man, this is like some good stuff. Like, this, this, is, this is great. I, I really enjoy it. And then Clark, he's, and it was so funny because he was so confrontational. Like, I got you. Like, he thought he got this guy right in, And then he's just kind of like, doesn't say anything and kind of <laughs> shrinks off and turns into, you know, the, the, the Clark. I'm that a reporter. We know. It's my job. Well, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. These pictures were taken before we alerted the media. Yes. Like, See, it actually encountering someone who can answer his BS. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to outlie each other. Uh-huh. Here. But it's this mutually assured destruction thing, Lance. That's yes. your question. Like, they both know <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing the things they're doing. But the, I mean, that's what serial killers do. They keep these, you know, totems and things like that. So that's mm-hmm. it's true. Like, you see all the angles. That's what's smart about an episode like this. Like, you, you can kind of see everybody's point, uh, which so often in these shows is like, oh, well. Well, this guy's the bad guy. Get him, yeah. right? So let me uh, cut to Clark at the you know at the Daily Planet again, and uh, he he's you know still got all this A plus set decoration too, because he's got this, still got all the junk food everywhere around his desk and whatever. And Chloe comes in, drops some one liners on him, yeah, uh, sharpening your pitchfork. I mean, she now she is saying things that Lex used to say. That's correct. To, right. to Clark, yeah, she was ready <laughs> like, for blood. She, she really was. was. This is the line of the episode. Quote, you gave the police the names of my ISIS group. (laughs) Smallville, 2008. Oh, man. That is the line of the episode that I mentioned earlier. (laughs) Oh, man. But no, this is, they're both kind of get like defensive and I don't know, this is real drama, not manufactured. Mm -hmm. and, And I, I don't know, like, uh, Chloe does have a point, right? And Clark did kind of cross a line. So I, I just, I really like this whole subplot there, this whole episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Clark is walking around like there's no borders. There's no boundaries. Yes. I am I am the right in this situation. And he thinks that he can do whatever he wants. However, he is actually crossing borders. And he is, honestly, he's not above the law, but he feels like he is. Mm-hmm. And Chloe is the one that's calling him out on it. So you're getting everybody from different points of view, Davis, Chloe, saying, hey, look at yourself, you know, and and also check yourself. Exactly. Before exactly. you wreck yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. What? Due date. Still haven't seen that. <laughs> I know. We got to see this on that trailer a hundred times. Is yeah, we we did. But um, <laughs> anyway, the. Um, Clark has uh, the test results, you know, because he's he, he's the, the Davis. He's like, yeah, I saw Davis. He was testing his blood and matches the blood under the f- uh, fingernails of the victims. And uh, his skin was under the victim's fingernails. So there you go. So he's like, take that, Chloe. <laughs> like, good. Good for you, Clark. <laughs> so then we cut to the uh, the hospital again. By the way, I, I don't count any hospital visits for this episode because. Why? Well, no, but how do you though? What I guess you could count Davis for one That's as right. himself, but he he works there. It's a, I mean, it's a visit. It's a visit. To work. I don't count when someone goes to like when Doctor Helen Bryce was on the show in season two. I didn't count those either. Dang. So 
Well, the first time he went, was he going to work or was he like? Well, he did do an examination on himself. Uh-huh. We can count what? So we're going to count the one. Okay. Yep. See, got you there. But that's ah, test results, Chloe. <laughs> 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 so then we get um, you know, uh, Jimmy at the hospital, right? Yeah. And he's just looking around like, oh, I guess it's been, I guess this is like. 12 hours later yeah, or something. Exactly. So that's yes. why I mentioned that. I was like, where have you been, Jimmy? I love that no one is down there. Uh-huh. And then there's the jump scare of Davis. <laughs> Want to catch a killer? Yeah. <laughs> to catch a killer. Tonight on NBC. But I'm like, well, man, is, is Davis going to just kill him now? Let's get it over with, right? Yeah, I know, right? This is, it's, so, it's so interesting. You, clearly, they did not plan for that to happen mm-hmm. at the end of the season. That was all, I, right. in my opinion, it's all just a bunch of chaos. And so, like, to look back at an episode like this and to know what actually ends up happening to these characters, like, it is yeah. interesting. Like, you could have done this 20 episodes ago. It's true. So they're they're driving along and, uh, yeah, it just it's just awkward because it's like, oh, look, the fiance of the woman I'm in love with. Mm-hmm. And I'm a serial killer right now. <laughs> Whatever to do. Davis is really not. He's not saying anything. You can. It's like you're you're watching him. And he's like, man, is he going to black out again? Like, he just blacked out yesterday. What are the odds he's going to black out again? But you don't know. Maybe it's caused by right. stress. You're not really sure what his trigger is, right? Yeah. Full moon situation. We don't know. So uh, they get they get a four one one call, right? Jimmy's like, "What's that?" He's like, "That's what you're here here to see." So they drive over to wherever, and uh, they find some bloody keys. And Davis like, "Stay here," and he goes behind this fence. And then you hear like, you know, a, a ruckus. And at this point, you're like. What did Davis just turn into Doomsday and kill someone? Like you mm. don't know. Like I think they're doing a really good job of like yeah. stringing this out. There was a lot of hold, but one of the things that I noticed is what in what world does an ambulance show up first to a crime scene? When, when there's come, so much crime going on in Metropolis. Yeah, why is <laughs> well, I mean, I get it, but like walks in with a bag like it's not a big deal. But I'm like, okay, stay here. I'm gonna handle this type of situation. I'm like, where what is he equipped with? Is there does he have Kung Fu? Does he have any guns, weapons? No, he just walks in there with his paramedic bag. He's just gonna, you know. Use a stethoscope on him or something. He is the weapon. Mm-hmm. That's it. He is the weapon. weapon. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, we, we, so they're intercutting now, like to, to build attention. They cut back to, you know, Clark and Chloe, the Daily Planet. Again, because mm. Lois isn't here and it doesn't matter at all. Like, it's, as as good as they've gotten to have, like, Lois be Lois now in season eight, it is interesting. Like, she's not an episode at all. And Chloe just totally fills that role. Like I was saying earlier, like, you cross out Chloe, you write Lois, you make the season 10. Don't change one word that anyone says. It's the same thing, other, right? Right. Um, but they're they're at the they're at the desk there because I was thinking too at this point I was like, where's where's John Jones? And, mm-hmm. and I think Chloe asked him, and, uh, and Clark says he can't help us without firm evidence. Like, all right, <laughs> a good cop. What are the few? Yeah. Chloe's still like kind of deflecting. She's like, well, you know, he could have just been trying to help people, and they scratched up against him. You know, I'm like, all right, Chloe, take those blinders off. Right. Yeah. I know he's he's a good looking guy, but uh, come on now. But then we hear Jimmy on the police scanner radio, basically calling in the, I don't know who he's calling in or whatever, but he, that that's how Chloe and, and uh, Clark find out. I guess Jimmy didn't tell Chloe that he was doing a ride along with her BFF. Right. Communicate yeah. with your partners, people. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But then they, they like GPS the, because they're going through the crime photos and, and, and Clark's like, oh, he's car 117 or something. And uh, that's, the, they find the GPS and they see where he is. And then Clark uh, super speeds there. And it's a pretty good fake out reveal because Clark shows up and no one is there. <laughs> and then Davis like stumbles out from behind the, the the fence, like covered in blood. Like, here we go again. Right. Yeah. 
and they're seeing just like the the eight of clubs, you know, but not as much blood this time. No, right. So we could be just one person he's taken out. Could be a dog. Could be you know. You never know. You don't. You don't. But then then he gets <laughs> ripped away by by what Jimmy comes out and describes as some sort of shadow creature. What? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like I, there's like a couple of people back there that he's attacking. Yeah, just like scratching him up, I guess. Like I'm yeah. not like sure exactly what his what his deal is. Um, he also has green eyes, which yeah. I guess being a meteor freak because the, all these people uh, were meteor freaks. Although infected. the show has established there's other people with other powers from other places now, but that's beside the point. Should have had had some like ancient Egyptian locket or something, like, you know, to tie into Hawkman or something. Yeah. It's tough because, you know, Clark can't see anything and Davis gets thrown around and everybody gets thrown around. And then he, he zooms his shadow thief. He keeps killing this one guy. Yeah. And, and Clark uses his x-ray vision, which I thought was really smart. It right? was, yeah. Good yeah. visual. And then he's down. It's like the third a, time he's running into invisible people at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think he would know. But he get, but this this dude is down by a tire. Only on Smallville. Well, how? Hey, it's a Superman 3 reference. He's throwing the tires. I love I that. Love it. Oh, yes, yeah. but how? How? Because he, man is he threw it at like a thousand miles an hour. He's <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, was he in a form like a, you know, because it looked like it's a mist or a shadow that he Listen, was. Listen, I've watched enough Star Trek to understand what's going on here. You, when the, when, the, when mm-hmm. the emerging holographic doctor needs to f- touch objects, he has to <laughs> assume physical, <laughs> tangible form. But when he wants to pass through things, he can. So that's what's going on. When he was attacking the guy, he has to be some sort of physical form or else okay. he just passed through him. So gotcha. That's okay. when you have to attack. See? Okay. I'll, I'll take just it. Just like in the video game, you have to wait for a certain point to strike. Yeah. This is a very video game boss. Like, oh, he's over there. I'm going to hide behind the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use your night vision. <laughs> Small about the video game. I still wish that would have happened. Yeah. And it's it's pocket projector from, yep. from the... Uh, the meeting earlier. Uh, it's the, the star of Letterkenny. So check it out on Hulu. Because even though it's like, oh, it wasn't Davis, you didn't know who it was up to the last right. minute. And you're probably thinking like, maybe it was that other guy who spoke up a lot with the, with the headphones. With the, yeah. You know, I think that's kind of your, your classic misdirect kind of kind of characters there. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly what his power set is. Uh, they did some cool lighting stuff there. You see the shadow. Look, for, for I th- the special effects are fine. He's a shadow. How yeah. else are you supposed to do that? Mm. Davis kind of gets up and I think Clark and Davis show up, share like a we cool look, right? They kind of understand like, all right, so we cool. I know we had a, we cool? <laughs> yeah, we're cool. <laughs> but they're like, okay, I know we had some tension earlier, but I'm not going to say anything about you. You don't say anything about uh-huh. me. We're, we're just going to move on. Uh, but that, that, that was a good moment there. Let's and then we forward. have, let's Damn move it. forward. <laughs> yes. And then we have a, our big apology scene with, with Clark and Chloe here. Guys. Yeah, right. And this is where it comes back, where she pulls out the book, and they both admit about one being stubborn, one being, you know, going on their own and going behind another's back. Yeah. And then, of course, the book where they reference, you know, all the media are infected, and they say 327 profiles of different people since she did The Wall of Weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how many has she been able to save? Zero. I think Clark saved a few. Yes, he probably did, but I think Chloe is feeling like she owes something, you know, yes. to some of these people that she investigated. So I think now she's taking on that moniker of I want to be the savior. Mm-hmm. I you know, I want to help. I'm in the position that I can do that and be able to bring a new light to these people. 
I agree. I think there's a, I think there's a level of guilt that she feels for the fact that like what I mentioned off off the top, right? Like she spent so much time trying to basically get famous and get a career sure. off of investigating these people. And then after she kind of walked a mile in their shoes and sees the effect of of living a life with uh, with abilities and how people reacted, I think mm-hmm. she has a, she's starting to sing a different tune. Yeah. And did you like where she she throw well, well, sorry, not she. Clark throws this dart at her where he said, you're going to put your trust in the wrong person. Yes. Well, the, well, oh, that, I, the I thing is, well, well, the thing is, she already has. That's the th- that's the that's the interesting thing about it. And she doesn't yeah. know it yet. Yes. Well, that's so interesting because because Clark's like, I, I, I just I was frustrated. You trusted someone else. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, Clark, I, when I thought you were meteor infected, I would have done anything to protect your secret. And he's like, yeah, that's that's what scares me. Yeah. Right. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's right. And I think that's. Her, her, even though you know the second half season eight is what it is, right? You kind of, you at least kind of understand where she's coming from with that, mm-hmm. um, protecting you know Davis down the road. But yeah, I think that was a great setup for where they're going to go later. Yeah. Which obviously, this being season eight, right? It's going to be the last season of the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to fight Doomsday at the end. Chloe's not in the future. Obviously, Doomsday's going to kill Chloe. Yeah. That's why she's not in the future. Like exactly. it's, it's, they're planning this out so well. I've just applauded it's, them for, for such planning. a great job. Such a great job planting the seeds for the reaping what we're going to sow. And mm-hmm. Anyway, they don't do any of that, obviously. <laughs> That's why we're joking about it. Well, just just like before, right? It's like, oh, well, Chloe has this healing power. Yeah. Well, before this, and I talked about this in Odyssey a little bit, but it's like before the season started, you're like, oh, Doomsday's going to be in it? Well, let me tell you how it's going to go. <laughs> he's going to kill Clark, and Chloe's going to use her healing power, and she's going to die, yes. and he's going to come back, and he's going to be Superman, and it's going to be great, but it's fine. Anyway, that would happen. But I love season nine, so it's all fine. Um, so then, uh, we, we have a, uh, what I thought was a coffee date at first, but then I saw Davis was drinking a beer. So I guess it was just a happy hour date. Maybe. But this is inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, But also yes. apparently they have a beer, they have beer at a coffee shop. Yeah. That, and also he's still in his uniform and well, driving. Not, not only his uniform, he's in his dress uniform. Yes. Why is he wearing I, that? I, I wrote that you, down. It's like, we why? know why he's wearing that. All right. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> to quote him from earlier. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everybody well, loves a man in uniform. That's right. Er, that's true. But not only the beer that's on the table, what's in the box? There is a box that's absolutely right in front of him. And I'm sitting here screaming, having a seven moment where it's just like, I'm Brad Pitt <laughs> being like, what's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? It's clearly a, another engagement uh, ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, is he going to do anything with it? Is it just going to sit there? No. He gets out, walks that, away. Well. But yeah, go back and take a look because I'm sitting here. It's this nice little square box that's just sitting right in front of him and nothing ever happens. They have this great conversation. Well, it didn't happens. go the way he was planning that conversation. to go. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she, you know, they're sitting there and um, he's like, yeah, you know, just you know, they're connecting again. And, and she's like, you just, you know, you're just, you're just so easy to get along with. And he's like, you ever felt that way about anyone else? Which is an inappropriate question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she's like once. And then him being a logical reasonable person it's like uh-huh. oh jimmy your fiance and then chloe being yeah. way too vulnerable this mm-hmm. guy says nope and then that gives davis the green light he's like well <laughs> yep that's all he needed and i can't believe we just resolved all this two episodes ago like I you know. weren't in love with clark anymore and now she's like no i only clark's the only person that's ever made me feel that way i'm like uh, oh my man. god and you need the green arrow in your back. life yeah that's what you need so that's <laughs> right bring it all back well also <laughs> did you notice in this scene this is the first time we see it's not on a set. It's actually out. It's mm. uh, in live action and it 
it had that hallmark feel. So it did. It was it, somewhere in Vancouver. You well, yeah, I mean the music though. Like I, I, mm-hmm. in my notes, I was like, "What is this music they're playing?" It was like it was this mute, cute music yes. that they're playing as you ran up to him on uh, like at, like outside of that little cafe. Right. It's like, "Oh, you've been waiting long." No. I, I mean like, everything. The ambiance, the music, the lighting, it's outside. It's on like a real street corner with real people walking behind. Yeah, I'm like, like, wait a minute, this completely changed. I mean, seriously. You have a snowy that, Christmas. No, seriously, with that with that music, I expected to hear like, you know, narrator guy go, Allison Mack, Sam with Coffee Day Christmas. Like, you I, know, I, I fully it, expected that. If, if things had gone all differently in both their lives and careers, they would totally hallmark movie material. I know. <laughs> You know, David's like, well, hey, you know, I'm not going to tell you to live your life, but, you know, if you're not really feeling this way about your fiance, maybe you should. And I, but, but I, I do like it's, it's a subtle thing, but I don't know if it's in the script or Allison Mack did an actor thing, but like she's like starts like messing with her ring at that yeah, point. Yes. Like, it's like subliminal, like, mm-hmm. like that was a nice little touch there. Um, and she's like, you know what? I shouldn't be here. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it took you this took you six episodes to figure out yeah you need to not be interacting with this guy on this deep intimate level that you've been interacting uh-huh. with him with for the last few weeks months whatever and she's like yeah i just need to not be around you for a while i'm like you know what that is the right decision correct yes so maybe the show does have good relationship advice sometimes so yeah. that is where we leave them for now Shadow Guy, mm-hmm. as Clark says, he's talking to Martian Manhunter for his wrap-up. Uh, Shadow Guy confessed to all the killings. Yeah. Which is, you know, he's an egomaniac, right? Obviously, he would have taken credit for everything. that, And that throws everybody off the scent mm-hmm. uh, of, of Davis. And then I really like how uh, John Jones, he's, he calls Clark out for being sloppy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, and he sits there and makes a, makes a point of it. It's like somebody's going to be watching, you know, no matter where you are, because they're looking for hope. They're, you know, this a town that's this big and they've needed this for so long. And then obviously you see Jimmy coming in mm-hmm. and he's he's like, I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to make it my mission to find out who he is, who what's he about. And I'm going to prove that this man can do no wrong. Foreshadow. Clark's like, Ugh, <laughs> yep. deal with this now, and that sets up perfectly into the next episode. It's more of a, a Henry James Olsen centered episode, but mm-hmm. uh, some some stuff from Marshall Manhunter says to him, he's like, I'm running interference constantly. He's like, you gotta better hide your face unless you plan to wear a mask. And Clark's like, Are you serious? You joking? Yeah. I'm like, dude, really? You're gonna joke about that now? Maybe mm-hmm. you should wear some glasses. Yeah, you know, like that's the thing. Like that's the one missing element. All this, like the blur, whatever, fine, right? But if just if Tom Welling is Clark Kent as working at the Daily Planet was wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. I could at least be like, oh, okay, once he moved to Metropolis, he wore some glasses. But even now, he's just there's no way when Superman shows up. I was just waiting for the scene. Obviously, we never got it because Tom never wore the suit. But like, you need a scene in the finale where Martian Manhunter, who we find out shapeshifts later on, but that hasn't really been established mm-hmm. other than his right. human form, but he can shapeshift. And like, let's have the scene where he shows up and they, they're on a stage together. Like, oh, isn't it funny how we look alike? You know? Yeah. Right, and then like he goes around the corner, and he turns into you know Clark, whatever. Right, Clark turns into Martian Manhunter and flies off. That's what you needed, anyway. Yes. I like all this. Oh, line he says, "You're not in Smallville anymore." And excellent job, Phil Morris. That's a line that will be so eye rolling. Other like if it was said differently, you know, like it feels mm-hmm. like such a Smallville 
you know, you're not in Smallville anymore, right? But, th- yeah. but he just kind of throws it into this other, like he's listing off all these things and kind of sneaks in there. I'm like, okay, that that applies here. Very good. So anyway, great stuff. And then Martian Manhunter meets Henry James Olsen, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, he loves, he goes into... <laughs> He goes into like smarmy cop mode. Yep. Because he's like, well, I certainly hope there is a savior out there. We could use the help. Uh huh. <laughs> I really like that. I was like, we need more of this character in this show. Well, because it's not because it's not like Phil Morris can't play that type of character, right? Jackie Childs, that's who. Oh, exactly. he was he was tapping into that. He was. Like, you, could you could hear it in his voice. And I mean, that's the help. one thing. I help. mean, <laughs> who's that? Who's help? Exactly. It's like who told who you to put the bomb on? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. Did you? Did, did somebody tell you to put the bomb on? I was like, they're real. I was having. F- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, it's like. It, I mean, the best line that he gives him is like, "You find some evidence, come, come find me." You know, yep. at that point, and that's what I love. I mean, he stuck to you, that. You same seem like character. an open-minded individual. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of looks at Clark like this guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, I love that. So uh, that's I mean, of all the spinoffs, right? We talk about all these spinoff shows. I would have loved to, like a, a John Jones detective show, right? Yeah. Just I don't know. Like I, they had they had so many plans for like a Supergirl or a Green Arrow or even Aquaman, right? And and you could have like, like we look back at Smallville, you could have their oververse then, just yeah, you know, ten years earlier. But I, been, I guess it, it all worked out. Smallvilleverse, yeah. yeah. But you got to have your main character put on a costume though. That's, uh, kind of that's a true. Crucial part to any universe. So. Yeah. But you just you just see Superman like as a blurry guy on the TV on the Martian Manhunter show. And you're like, oh, look, it's Clark doing mm-hmm. his thing. Yep. That's, there he is. He does. So, yeah, I mean, they're setting up. I'm like, oh, wow. It's just like, you know, season seven. Martian Manhunter was like the first, you know, he's in a couple episodes at the beginning. Like, oh, man, he's going to be a lot of episodes. Nope. That was it. But yep. I blame the writer's strike for that. Yeah. Um, even well, season right. six, like Martian Manhunter played a much smaller role, as I discovered watching the show for the podcast, like much smaller role in this show than we thought. Yes. <laughs> And he's such a great actor, and I I hate that you only get little bits here and there. But mm. at least you got three good scenes with him here that were straight to the point. He added more to the story, and he yeah. left it better than when he before he arrived. Yeah. Absolutely, and and this is like him being a mentor, like in a good way, to right? Not in like a not in a condescending way or whatever. Like he'd been like, "Get off the farm, man! What are you doing?" But it's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you're doing this, but maybe you know, consider this or that. Mm-hmm. Watch out for yourself." And and that does like having him run interference for all these guardian angel reports is a smart kind of thing. You can always write that off as that's yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. So, but great stuff. And it kind of establishes like what's going on. And he, you know, he does show up again in season eight. So it's not like he disappears or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, I would have liked even more of him uh, in the show. Uh, of course. So yeah. but then uh, we get to shadow thief. He's got some kryptonite handcuffs on, mm-hmm. I guess power dampening. Yeah. I don't that was know. kind I'm of odd. Keep talking higher until we figure it out. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> so Tess, Tess has a, a second female assistant. I had thought uh, <laughs> so. There was Cat in the first couple episodes. She was an Odyssey and Plastique. Cat with this cat, but Bolt. Is that the name? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Lance and I just quote movie trailers to each other, Jason. That's what we do. So Among I've captured things. this cat, this Bolt. That was a, that trailer was in front of every movie. Like I don't know, two thousand seven or whatever. Something like, like no. that. Yeah. John Travolta. <laughs> oh gosh, I, exactly. I remember that. So, so Cat uh, was the first couple episodes, but then we got Eva, Eva Greer, mm-hmm. no relation to Tina Greer, I guess. I Ooh. don't know. Uh, but she's in a, an instinct committed prey, and then she shows up back in Injustice, which of course is what we're setting up here. Yeah, because she tells uh, Shadow Thief about the Avengers Initiative here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is actually more the uh, this is more so the uh, Incredible Hulk scene almost. Yeah. 
put together a team. Mm-hmm. You know, Cassie Freeman didn't, I think she had kind of the same Erica Durant's contract, maybe mm-hmm. like in 13 episodes. So it's like, well, uh, do we want to use Tess here? I don't know. Like, and they decided the very last minute, because I swear, like, this could have been Tess Mercer, even the actress. Yes. Looks I'm like, is this her stunt double? Like, <laughs> this could have easily been. And if you're in charge of a nefarious organization, are you going to say, my boss, Miss Mercer, right? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we needed this scene to establish that, like, he didn't kill everybody, right? Yeah. Right. And, I mean, with that, I mean, he has this sm- smug look on his face the whole time. Like, you've, yeah, I'm, I'm the big bad person. You caught me. But then, of course, when she starts revealing some details about one of the killings, she had no clue. I mean, he had no clue. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, I didn't do yeah. that. Yep, and then it comes out he wasn't the killer from the very beginning because he was at an arcade. Yeah, <laughs> there's some video footage, right? Hilarious. Well, then he does say like, "Yeah, like finally they noticed me." Right? I'm like, "Okay, we know who this guy is." Mm-hmm. But I guess I don't. I don't know if it was a creative decision or an act. Not this guy. I don't want to dog on him too much because like he didn't have that much to do. But like maybe they were like, you know what? Maybe not the strongest actor or character. We'll leave him out of the Injustice League at the end of the season, even though like he's the first person <laughs> to be offered a job on that team. Yeah. We get a key piece of information though. She's like, Oh, did you do this at the you know, the missing the missing crucifix? You know, you're just yeah. a copycat, all this. And she's like, What happened to that Onyx crucifix at the end of the rosary? And he doesn't know the answer. And then we cut to Davis getting back in the ambulance. And he's sitting there, he's looking all moody. And they pan over, and what is hanging in his rearview mirror the onyx crucifix the onyx crucifix and it's like now bring it home did we need that absolutely not <laughs> you know but it's just i felt but everything was so like they they make you question everything in the episode i do sure. feel like they actually really actually did need that to kind of like say yes he's the he killer cr- he, he did cr- all these things i know we had we added some you know some questions some doubts everything but uh yeah, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, this again, this would have been maybe more effective if we didn't see that scene at the end of uh, Bastique. Yeah, <laughs> where he's t- turning back into a human, you know, with those bony eyelids that they mentioned uh, in this <laughs> episode. But uh, no, that, that that was that's just a really well done um, reveal there. I, I so there's some days I would say that's their spoon feeding audience, but this I'm like, no, I think they really need to kind of clean up what was going on here. And I, I think that was a really strong ending. Gap. So, cause you, you think you don't think you're going back to Davis, right? You think it's going to be an X-Files mm-hmm. ending with like, yeah, putting together a team. Right. And then we get that whole, and then he, it's so interesting. Like he hangs that from his review mirror. Like he has what, is some kind of guilt for getting this thing. You don't know, but it just, it's interesting. It adds depth to to what's going on. So I thought that was a really strong way in the episode. The one thing is that they announced Davis was the killer and his, his DNA was under the fingernails of one of the victims. But I mean, right there, he confessed it to Chloe. Here's well, Chloe, the Chloe had that other explanation. She was like, well, maybe you just somebody brushed yeah. up against you. Yeah. You're trying to save people. But it's right here. He's saying I did it. And at the moment, she should have stayed well and clear away. But no, she's still drawn to that bad boy type. I can mm-hmm. fix him. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's not out of reach for me. I've dealt mm-hmm. with Clark. I can deal with this. She didn't need a project, you know, that she could fix. I can fix him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there is something to be said here for perhaps, you know, as she starts to lose her memories because Brainiac's in there and Davis, right? Like she, Davis is the only person she remembers. Like you're like, how much of this is Brainiac kind of bringing them together, right? Or, right. Because he was kind of behind some of this and Davis is like, you were sent to me. She kind of was maybe. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But it does still work on all the character stuff Clark talked about. Right. Yeah. It works on that level too. 
it's interesting how they're how they're setting all this up. So I can't wait to see how it all pays off, y'all. The Superman legend begins in a place called Smallville. You ever feel like your life was supposed to be something different? Secrets. I don't want any record that I was here. Loyalty. I never bet against Clark Kent. Betrayal. What do you want? The world, Mrs. Kent. Destiny. Maybe it's time I stop running from who I really am. Clark Kent, will you marry me? Now you can own every action-packed episode. Doomsday is coming. Plus never-before-seen bonus features. Smallville, old season eight on Blu-ray and DVD. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prey. Got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And Neil Bailey from the Superman homepage gave it a 4.5 out of 5. What? Uh, I I understand why though you're giving him the Superman stuff he wants to see. This is this is. I'm I'm just shocked here. I'm just shocked because like I don't think he's given anything higher than a two, in like well, what it seems like is years. He hated the last few episodes, but he really liked the season premiere. So, okay. uh, this is what he said: "Quote all in all, this was a lot of fun. There wasn't a monster epic fight or any great action piece, but it kept me pretty darn entertained, which is all I asked for. I'm gonna go four point five out of five. So, okay. he's really kind of wow." Ping pong balling around because I mean after a couple of ones and stuff, I, I but no, I, I get it. I, I understand what he's looking for in these shows. This episode certainly provided that to him. Okay. But on the letter grade scale, Jason, we'll start with you. What would you give Prey? I'm gonna give it a B. Wait, is that right? That's for you to decide. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna give it a B. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I was like, it gives you all of the, you know. It gives you the Superman element, you know, jumping a tall building at once. You're getting a villain that's building up to something. You're getting the suspense. You're, I mean, everything's coming together. For me, I felt it was a solid episode. It's not my absolute favorite, but it, I would say it's at the second tier. So I, I feel strong by saying a B. All right. What about you, Lance? Okay, I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, I don't think it's not quite at an A yet, but it's a really solid episode. Right. Like it's like if they would have given me just like, a you know, like a little bit more of the the uh, the the triangle, I guess, or like you know, a little bit more in deep with with the triangle stuff that they're establishing here, uh-huh. uh, a little bit more of the the, uh, you know, Clark kind of realizing that he's uh, he's doing the right thing, but probably going like his process is a little off a little bit more Martian Manhunter. Give me a little bit more of that type of stuff. It probably would have pushed it over the over the top for me to an A, but it's a B plus for me. Sitting at your desk with a police scanner. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, what are you doing, man? Even Peter Parker doesn't have that set up at the Daily Bugle, man. He's in his apartment, but anyway, I'm gonna give it an A. Okay. Oh, because this nice. is this is one of the best episodes of season eight, and I, this is the one that's that kind of like confirmed me. You know what? Smallville's back, even though all my favorite characters and actors are gone. <laughs> the show's still good. Yeah, no, I just I think this is a really smart episode. I I think you know just. The, especially the conflict between Clark and Chloe was so good to see that it wasn't just some contrived like relationship stuff with them. Yeah. And Clark being very assertive, that whole sequence at the beginning with him doing the super saves 
Martian Manhunter being a part of it, even without powers. He's a great supporting character. And, and I just think it, it really all came together for me. This is this is what, definitely one of my favorite episodes of, of the season for sure. Mm-hmm. And shows you the potential now that they're in the Metropolis years. So uh, it's going to be an A for me, a B plus for Lance, and a B for Jason. Let's go to the tally board. Uh, we have a plus one for Amnesia Count because uh, Davis didn't remember what happened to him at the Ace of Clubs. Like, you could put countless ones for that. We're going to see just on-screen amnesia, yeah. <laughs> okay? Like, because I can't count all the ones he had in his entire life. But that brings us to 61. Mm. A plus one for blue shirt, red jacket, because Clark wears that at the end of the episode. That brings us to 78. Plus one for shower count, because we got Sam Whitwer uh, showing off those gains in the that's shower. Right. Uh, that's going to bring us to 22. And we have a hospital visit. Uh, as we discussed, I'll have thumbs to the end because I wasn't sure if we were going to go for it or not, but you guys convinced me uh, because Davis kind of did some did some medical things about himself at the hospital. We're going to count that as a, as a hospital visit, which brings us to Jason. What do you how, how many hospital visits do you think we had, Jason? I'm going to go with 212. <laughs> okay, well, this <laughs> always good to guess big when you're yeah. asking that at Smallville, but it's actually 120. Oh, just a little off. I mean, we might get to 212 in the next three so. seasons. Well, we mm-hmm. might get there. So if we if we did what Lance wanted to do and counted every time that Davis went to work, I think we definitely, I think we definitely get, get there. there. But uh, there we go. So hey, Bechtel test. Yeah, I didn't see it in this one. I don't think. Well, well, uh, Chloe and Starlight have a conversation, but they're, they're like in a group too. setting. Okay, you know, yeah, but not a one on one. Yeah, those are. Those are the loose rules of the, yeah, <laughs> of the yeah. Bechdel test. Well, the thing is, you have like no main characters in this episode, by the way. Right. Right. You have, <laughs> you know, if you, if you look at it, uh, you have Tom Willing, Allison Mack, Aaron Ashmore, and Sam Weber. The uh, Erica Durant, Cassie Freeman, and Justin Hartley, not in the episode. <laughs> so there you go. That that explains some of your Bechdel test fail right there. No one said pray, right? I didn't hear anyone say pray. I didn't hear it. Okay. If Jason didn't hear that, I don't think. Because he's, he's catching all kinds of things we didn't catch. So. <laughs> all right. Well, a lot of fun talking about this episode of Smallville. Jason, if people want to find you out there online, where can they find you? On Instagram at jskipper818. Twitter at, at skipper818. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. What about you, Lance? Uh, you can find me on all of my social medias at Sir Lance Laster. Uh, you can find me over on the Nerd Party talking about sports movies on Training Montage. You can find us on Twitter at Join Nerd Party. And you can find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. All right. Well, Jason, a lot of fun talking small with you. Glad you can be part of our conversation this time. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. We'll have you back to talk about those novels, man, for sure. I'm how ready. many how many novels are there back there? <laughs> I'm just well, what do I'm I have looking, ahead of me? <laughs> okay, so I see some of them have ten that are already listed. Then it's one, two, three, seventeen, I think. Okay, because because there's some there's some kid novels. I know yeah. like young adults versions, you know. And some of them are smaller and thinner, and then you got some that are the storylines a little bit more in depth. All right, I'm looking forward to digging into those. Um, I get when the show's over. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about those between the show and before the small animated series that is no doubt coming soon. Yes. I can't wait. We'll see. By the way, I have that same cereal box from Man of Steel or BVS. Okay. Did you see? Oh, shoot. What? Well, I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to step away for a second. Let me show you something else that they just put out. 
for all of you that cannot see this, Captain Crunch did a strong berry <laughs> with Superman on the front, and then on the back side, they got Supergirl. Very nice. nice. And they and, and they're uh, red, yellow, and blue. Yes, mm-hmm. and they are, they do have the diamond shape of what the the S would go in, which means hope on his planet. Ah. <laughs> and and now I just saw your no flights, no tight shirt. Very yes, good. yes, thank you. I, I figured this was the perfect time, especially now that he's in the Metropolis years. You know, perfect. this was a good look for him. Yeah, I, I wore that when I met Tom the first time, and he was like, "Hey." Have a lot of kids with those shirts, man, because there was St. Jude's uh, yeah. giveaway. So he he knows what they are, and uh, that was cool. Um, it's funny. I, I have a funny story about that. I don't think I've told the podcast yet. I was waiting for an opportunity. This is the perfect time. My, my now wife was over at my place one time, and she needed to change shirts. And so I had I bought a lot of these, mm-hmm. some for myself, some to give away, which I've done. And I have like a specific one that I was just hanging there. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not wearing this one, you know. And she comes out of my closet and has the shirt. I'm like, what are you doing? Put that back. <laughs> that is not to be worn. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, just put it back. Okay. It was the gray one because I got some black ones. I got some gray ones. That's funny. Hey, last question for you. Do you keep the cereal in the cereal box or do you yes. dump the cereal out? No, no, no. Thank so, you. So I keep Thank it in the you. cereal box. I get so much crap from people from keeping cereal in these cereal boxes. I'm glad someone else does the, the same. The seal is not broken on these. So yes. whenever I buy one, you always buy two. One to eat, one to show. Yeah. Excellent. There, you heard it here, folks. Double confirmation when you, because I I have some cereal boxes, and I have Lance, do you give me crap about this? Do you tell me to dump them out? I don't even know. Are you on my side on this conversation? Um, yeah, I, I I give you crap about other stuff like your okay. unopened DVDs that are on your shelf. Look, you know I got a lot to watch right now. All right, <laughs> now I gotta go watch. Letter What's Kenny. that show from Letter, Letter Kenny? Kenny. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Family Opera starring Charles Dance was a TV movie from 1990. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> True story. Bought that in 2004. Yep. Unopened. That's right. I've seen it before, though. Anyway, okay. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of fun, everyone. <laughs> Had a good time talking about Smovel and everything in between. Jason will definitely have to have you back talk about those novels at some point. Not everyone. we got to spread the love around, but... Uh, uh, you, you own them all, so you've already got a leg up on any other potential guests. Uh, I wish there were audiobook versions of those. Um, that way I could just listen to them, but um, and they'd be easier to acquire as well. That's true. Just, uh, yep. Go to Napster, right? That's still around, right? Mm-hmm. Napster? Not that I've seen lately. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be back next time talking identity. But until then, always hold on to Smallville. Hold On to Smallville as part of the Always Hold On To network of podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you. Chris Fuchs, Cavante Chillis, Darren Kirscht, Joey Deanberg, JJ Hodges, DJ Dewina, Isaiah Goodridge, Forrest Yesness, Corey Moore, Nathan Rothatcher, Thomas Navin, Andrew Parker, Adam Sullins, Mark Edsvoppen, Patricia Carrillo, Michael Hartford, Jim Crawford, Megan Rich, Alex Ramsey, Rui Humphrey, Alex Hamilton, Matt Douglas, Nathan McKenzie, Jason Skipper, Steve Rogers, Atif Sheik, Molly Ficarella, John Crisio, Dylan D'Antonio, James Lee, Joe Michael, Jason Davis, Patrick Bravo, Jacob Stevenart, Dana Bias, Crystal Dudgeon, Rob O'Connor, Tay Tay, 
Nick Rang Mendoza, Eddie Bissell, Jim Thomas, Nicholas Fansler, Clunk Kent, Stephanie Ronsley, John Long, Tom Gerke, Nicholas Coso, Jared Gibbs, Anthony Anderson, Jazz McGelly, Keith Falls, James Hart, Anthony Desiato, Crystal Cross, Jake C., and Gammon12. Thank you so much to all these patrons. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash alwaysmallville with one S. Hope to see you there. Always Welcome to Smallville's theme music is by Lance Laster, and our podcast art is by Tom Gerke. You can follow us on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. You can find us on Facebook at Always Hold On to Smallville. And you can send us an email at AlwaysMallville at gmail.com once again with one S. Thanks for listening. Which, by the way, has anyone seen Prey? No. I heard it was what? good. It's on, it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Predator prequel. So when, I, when I'm done watching Smallville, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, it's it's if you if you're watching Smallville on Hulu, you should watch Prey on Hulu. But anyway, I, uh, I've heard it's really good. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen uh, it yet. Probably by default. Well, I wouldn't say by default because Predator Two is okay. Uh, but by default, definitely the third best Predator movie. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>